Hey, this is Big Lil, and you're listening to some random shit. It's been a while since I've done one of these, but this is Romy Mack. We're here with another episode of Random Shit. I'm here with Tree C, my man Peb, Cali V, yes, and Yelly. What's happening? So we just sitting here, just just vibing, really. Um, got hookah going, shots going, drinks going. Yes, sir. We just here. Yes, sir. So, um, Tracy, what's something that from your military days that you just like that stands out to you the most? Like good or bad? It don't, I don't give a fuck with this. Oh, stands out to me the most. Mm. Mm. That's a long list. Let's narrow it down. You gotta say good or bad. Cause I got a lot. Let's go with bad then. Oh, bad? Ooh, I already know the bad. Mm, evaluations. I hate when people don't like you. You gotta now they gotta write an evaluation for you to make rank. I don't like that. Cause I ain't nobody like me that I work for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening though, cause you a likable person though. I talk bad at work. <laughs> like when you young, you know, you coming from, first of all, it's always that uh, they come to work with their problems. And the minute you say something that triggers them, it's on. I remember my first duty station, they kept sending me away. Every time I came back, they was like, oh, we got another project for you. I said, hey, never going to come back to this office. I ain't type a single letter for four years. So right. that's the bad point. Okay. Hate people. But you had a lot of good memories, right? Yeah, like hanging out with my friends. My, my first duty station is the friends that what, what I was kept. Your, what was your first duty station? The friend cable. And... Wow. Wow. Let me tell you this. I didn't even know there was a Guam. New Orleans education sucks. Because <laughs> I, I remember that day when they told me. Because, you know, I thought I was going to be. I'm, 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 so, yeah. She told me she got sisters in Guam, but I never. I, never I, even heard of it. Let me tell you this. I ain't never saw a Filipino. I ain't know they exist. I mean, I knew the Philippines was there. But they don't teach you nothing. There's no culture down here. So it was like, I'm in Mississippi. Party like a rock star. Hey, Patrice, you going to Guam. I said. What's that? <laughs> they literally pointed to some on the map and it had nothing. It was a dot. I was like, that shit was No, last night. Where you thought you were going? In a ship in the water? <laughs> on a ship in the like, water? There's Chinese people here? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, so I'm talking about this racist what? shit. What? I it it's not racist. It's ignorant. But bro, I'm mad with you because you told me you are Chinese. Why the fuck do they call me? <laughs> what are you because the best Chinese China? restaurant here is Chinese kitchen. No, it's not. Listen. Yes, it is. Oh, it's only y'all I got fed. Yes, it uh, uh, no, it's not. It's, I got, I got fed either way. way. I got fed. I got fed either way. It was fried all the way. It's still like wet bread. What I want is for Pep, I want you to tell me the most funniest story that you can remember from your time, of our time in the Air Force. Why did I submit it, bro? Fuck, bro. Uh, you can always talk about La Vila, man. Your birthday, 20, uh, when they turned 22. I mean, yeah, I mean, that one, bro, like, <laughs> I told you, bro, I pull a motherfucker out the crowd, pull him by his fucking coat pocket. I mean, bro, I got so many, dog. It was like, your birthday and he was drunk? Yeah, the motherfucker was This drunk. motherfucker trying to look after another nigga on his yeah, birthday. right. And right, I'm like, right. I said, I said, Pep, we this is your place. So, like, we was family, bro. So when we would go out, it was like a mile. So this motherfucker, all he was like, bro, why you watching out from our partner? Like this motherfucker was like, he was a nuisance. He would just get drunk, and all we would say like, you was the nuisance? Oh, no, not him, not him. Oh. No, 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 so we wanted to run a Panama City or whatever. And what happened in the truck on the way there? What you say? What you say, Bird did? What Bird said, dude, it's not gonna be I'm gonna be me and my chick. Is that, that, <laughs> dude, it's gonna be me and John Greasy and my chick, bro. So All we, day. We, we, we get to La Vila when we get to La Vila for my birthday or whatever. Motherfucker said, so we in that bitch, we drank it, whatever. So it's my birthday. Motherfucker was like, 
I said, dog, I'm gonna use a bathroom. Stay right here. Don't move, motherfucker. You're drunk. Don't fucking say nothing. That bitch was like, fuck it. So I go to the bathroom, come out, that bitch around me. <laughs> About eight, nine motherfuckers. What you do? <laughs> Grab that bitch out the crowd. They let you. Pull them outside. Pull them outside. So now they mad with me because. This is my birthday now. They say, bro, you gotta enjoy your birthday. If you That's what I'm saying. This nigga was upset. He out there trying to make sure Doc, yeah. uh, you know, the homie's good. Yeah. Well, we make sure Woody good. I'm saying Woody. Woody, Woody, yeah. So, you gotta make sure Woody was good. Yeah, that was So we outside. And I'm saying, I said, Doc. Way the feeling was made, it's got like a, a fucking big ass pool in the middle. And then it's like two stores or whatever it was. Yeah. The bitch was, at the time, I don't know if it still is. It's a dope. It was the biggest club in America. That shit was dope. Shit was dope. Spring Break. The Spring Break Club Spring Break of America. Club. That's pretty much so, what it was. I grabbed my pot. Is it across the street from like this thing? Spinnakers. Spinnakers. I've been yeah. I've been to Panama City. I'm yeah. Like, so, so, when, so him and, so I don't know what the fuck. What was he doing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he was lying. So I took. He was this, fucking lying. This is, this is, this is, let me tell you. Get a background. This motherfucker. Get drunk. I said, that nigga's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He would never go home in the north. He would never go home. He would die. He wouldn't even he come back. He would have died. Be we had to talk pistols. <laughs> <laughs> it was just stupid. It was just stupid. You talk stupid. He died. Dr. Jekyll. Jekyll. Yeah, they would have left was, him in New Orleans. He was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Yeah. Hyde. So he was drunk. Get a little drunk. Won't fight everybody. So this particular night, it's my birthday. We, we was drinking before we got there. We had a few drinks or whatever. So I said, look, bro, I'm going to the, the bathroom, restroom or whatever. Stay here. Don't fucking move. Don't talk to nobody. Just stay here. And we're going to get drinks after this. I come out the fucking restroom. There's bitches surround. <laughs> they about to beat them up. They about to jump on this bitch. <laughs> and you just went pee. So I, I, I was going for about five minutes. Yeah, no, he was the bathroom fan. I so was the bathroom fan. He didn't give a this fuck. This dumb fuck. Dollar it's surrounded by eight, nine motherfuckers. About to get beat so up. So now, I'm like, bro, what the fuck going on? I come out of the restroom. I'm looking I'm like, where the fuck this motherfucker at? Come out of the bathroom. Look at, look at, look at, look at. This motherfucker's surrounded by eight, nine motherfuckers. <laughs> so I'm like, but where is I, I jumped through the crowd, grabbed the motherfucker by his collar, pull him out the motherfucker. Like, look, he drunk, don't mind. So now they mad with me. They like, bro, this is your birthday. Why you being this shit? Type shit. I said, man, bring your ass. Come bring on. Bring your ass. Oh, y'all was there. And then yeah, now was out. Was, yeah. The one part, Woody outside. This is shit. It's a bunch of tables out there by the pool. So we just sitting out there. And Dal is like starting to look like a fucking Indian chief. He got his fucking hands folded like this and shit. And he was like, nope, I'm an ass. I said, man, what about that nigga, man? We about to enjoy ourselves. It's at we here for Ash's motherfucking birthday. That's what the fuck we here for. So I don't give a fuck what he got going on. I never, like I said, at that point in time, I never was on some shit where I'm worried about somebody doing shit. dumb shit like this. I said straight up. I said, look, when I come tonight, when I come to Nighttown, I told, I told straight up. I said, look, man, if you riding with me, when it's time to fucking roll, to you roll. better bring your ass, cause I leave niggas. I don't give a fuck. No, I leave. I left a nigga one night. I drove by my damn self mostly all the time when we went to the club. Because it'd be, it'd be this motherfucker brought little tree. On some real shit, and, and he could tell you, he was the wild card. So all of us, we we be chill, but this motherfucker here get drunk and won't fight. And I'm like, dude, listen, we going to have a good time. So if you buy all the bullshit, dog, we gonna leave you here. At the time, this is before he had got married. He had a vehicle, so he would tag along with us. So it's like, bro, like, all right, dude, we going out, we having a good time. We not for no bullshit. We going out, have a few drinks, have a good time, whatever, whatever. Let's have fun. But him, he'll get drunk, take a few shots. That fucking patrol, <laughs> bitch, got his box. Oh, yeah. Hey, what about that time y'all left him? Gone, when y'all told me y'all wasn't going out and y'all no, left him? I, yeah, no, he did tell that story. No, it wasn't that y'all left him. So one night, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> I had to work the 
next morning. I'm young. No, I'm not talking about that time. Remember y'all say y'all went out and he kept asking y'all was y'all going out and you told him no and y'all wind up sneaking oh, out. Oh, you didn't take him out? No, oh, and then he you came back. Him. And he was like, why y'all ain't telling me y'all was going out last night? Well, we left that. <laughs> we left him at the house. You remember? Motherfucker said, look, bro, we going out that night. It was like a secret. Nah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Real shit. 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 True story. No lie. Go off right now. Real shit. Real shit. It was like some commando type shit. But I love, bro, we going out that night. Don't tell. Don't tell fucking die. So, I was like, so... Boom. The play, the play was set in the motion. So I said, Down live with my dog. He lived, he lived, he lived on the side of the base. So I was like, look, that's me up my, my slot. Boom. I'm about to get dressed. Boom. Damn. Boom. He come. We, we dress. Boom. My partner was dressed. Boom. Boom. So we all were like, fuck it. We at you. Let that ball the fucking dog. <laughs> we we jetted. We, we had a good night. Y'all say he was mad. Boy, that bitch was hot. No. Yo, no, 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 no. Yo, the night we went to that one spot that was over there by like Howl at the Moon, where um, Didi hit that nigga that looked like Fabo with the fucking beer bottle, <laughs> bruh. So, I. So we're in. You I, I don't word. know the I don't know the you name of the club, word, but it's like a little small hole in the wall, shit or whatever. We're just sitting there, just vibing it, and we are in there yeah. deep. Anybody that we knew at the time, um, we was on Okaloosa Island. Yeah, we was on Island. We was on Okaloosa Island. Like a, literally, it's, it's, I don't know the name of the spot, but you get over the bridge, you turn right. That's we, where the we, spot we was. We was on a boardwalk then, that huh? No. No, 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 it wasn't a boardwalk. But it was like literally not too far from the Sequoia, whatever the, what's that uh, aquarium shit they used to call over there? You know what I'm talking about. I know something. The one you can touch all the fish and junk? I think so, yeah. yeah. But we over there to the right. We were over there, we were over there to the right. And it was like, it was me, you, it was, it was Woot, it was fucking Ham, it was, I think, Chubb, I think, Bird. There was, um, it was... What's the girl we called Tasmanian Devil? I forgot the fuck her name was, man. Why but her, because she looked like Tasmanian <laughs> Devil <laughs> in the face. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah. NT, all of us, like yeah. all of us that together. Was, that, was that a night when fucking NT said, "Look, tonight, bitches, you're drinking what I'm drinking." I don't know. All I know is that Dee Dee was really over really? by the bar. The nigga Fabo. That looked like motherfucking Fabo from D4L. He was over there. He was trying to rap to Didi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Dow, I think Wook was over there fucking with the girl. Uh, I think one of the strippers. The girl, one of the, I don't know right. if they were strippers. They were just dancing on yeah. stage or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when Taz, Tasmanian Devil showed her, and she showed her and Bird her fucking thong that she had on or some shit. She was like, I got like my ass fatter than hers or some shit like that. Some ego shit. And then all I know, me and Ham is talking and we're sitting there. I saw some glass fly across my fucking face. So what the fuck happened? All of a sudden, a fight breaks out. Didi just smashed the fucking beer bottle over this guy's head and he's ready. He ready, obviously, he ready to scrap. Hunt, you know, all of us in there, Dial came back, came, Matter of fact, yeah, Woo comes up. Woo come up, and he and he yeah, and he punches. He he fires on the nigga. Mm-hmm. He he hit this nigga straight to the face. The D4L looking nigga. And then all of a sudden, like the bouncers and all that shit, they breaking everybody out, moving everybody downstairs. And yeah, then we shit. um, what they did was try to block off the door because the homie was talking about he was going to the car, so. When I think go to the car, when they say go to the car, I grab this motherfucker. That niggas, that nigga got Let's something. Get the fuck. He got something. I mean, he got something on. In the car, yeah. As far as I know. So we waiting. He letting they they like blocking it off. They're like, all right, cool, y'all can go ahead and dip out. So we end up dipping out. We go to back to Hunt and Phillips apartment and shit like that. And but nothing ever, nothing ever happened to it. But it was just that was one fucking wild night. I'm like, what the wild fuck is going on? Man. Because the guy was just trying to rap the Didi. Didi didn't give him the, well, um, the, the response. Didi, at the time, Didi was married. No, no, no. Didi wasn't married at all. She was, as far as I know. Yeah, I listen. I didn't know if she was. If she was married, I didn't know that shit. But I know the nigga. Well, that, I know the nigga that she was fucking with was. But 
I'm not. We're not releasing no names. Yeah. We're not releasing no fuck, no, no names, like no what? names on that. But what tell me the name? I released it. Nigga Harry Carey in that bitch. I'm gonna tell him. Nigga Harry Carey in that bitch. You see how Tree? You see how Tree? You see how Tree? Um, you had a hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Yeah, and then we went everywhere. everywhere. When I was growing up, when yeah, I was, you didn't even have to be a you heard, you heard all that shit. Wow, But the difference is from from now to back then, where I grew up, even all the kids from the neighborhood, to this day, we still call each other cousins. Okay. So even though we're not blood related, we're still yeah. related by the neighborhood. So you're born and raised? Yeah. So we would we would actually get out and play and ride our bikes together and things like that. But these kids, they just they into technology. So the internet rules everything. They don't go outside. They don't get to know their name. Yeah, they don't. Um, But I had a pretty decent upbringing. It was it was rough, but it was still decent. You know. Okay. It it wasn't as much as. I think people so, are fascinated with New Orleans. So in middle school, what was the spot to go to on a Saturday night? Riverboat Hallelujah on Tulane Avenue. Oh, Penny Arcade. Yeah, we had an arcade. Um, Our moms used to come there and be like, it's 9 o'clock, yeah. the street lights, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, and then you have what the did he say? This motherfucker, let me tell you something. Motherfuckers are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's older than me, Cap. What else? See on a Friday, boss. Well, you used to go Friday. to the phone parties, Ash. On Elmhorn. At the at the warehouse. At the fucking what? warehouse. It was a warehouse. I they made that all the parties. Every weekend. It was fun. And this so you would go there. You would go there like in Vegas and stuff. You been to that? Yeah, they would go to that. All right, look. That shit was so old, bro. It was a farm. I ain't want my jabos in that bitch. <laughs> Boy, if I had my shutters on, bitch, my shutters burn out. All right, all right, all right. This, this, is what I, this is what I want y'all to do. What I want y'all to do is, um, growing up, what was the fashion like? I want to first. I want to go for the guys, and then I'm gonna go for the legs. But growing up, what was fashion like between high, between middle school and high school? What was, what was commonly what you would wear? What was the shit you were wearing? T-Bowls and Reeves, No. Soldiers. T's, Bowls, and Reeves. Yeah. And they can take it. They can take it. She can take it. Boy, you had a pair of shirts and them fucking Yeah. Bag on what she's saying. Your dick and game as a man 
had to be cold. <laughs> you better not come in that bitch without no fucking knife. With a crease in it. Ball, your, your dick is better be cold. And you had to have a cuffed at the bottom. Fast. You had to cuff the ankle. Boy, your so New Orleans is a whole different Boy, your dick again had to be cold. Yeah. So tangy, baby. Boy, your dick again had to be <laughs> official. You come in that bitch with your dick is not right, boy, nigga, don't jank the fuck out. You had to have some stacks in your hair. Oh, the girl, you had the bun. Yep. Oh, the pink. What you call them hard curls? Pink? So, pink curls. Pink Mac curls. Pink curls. So, so let me ask y'all three, being from New Orleans, what separates New Orleans style from the rest of America? Our culture. It's nothing, culture, It's nothing like New Orleans. For us, the second line bands are on Sundays where you can actually go and walk 10 miles dancing in the street. Our food is like no other. I don't, you can't get New Orleans food nowhere. They have tried to imitate it. You cannot get New Orleans food I said food the red beans other day. And gumbo. The bitch had rice and put four beans in that bitch. <laughs> Where she going with that? The bitch had no bread. And, and gumbo. People don't understand the culture of gumbo. Because and New gumbo Orleans, is the root. No, it's the root, and it, we known for seafood. So everywhere else, y'all putting potatoes, Potato. corn, Potato. eggs. That do not go in gumbo. The root of a gumbo is crawfish. seafood. Somebody put crawfish in it. Like, so in gumbo, you got okay. you got and shrimp, gumbo, bitch not brown and red, bitch and gumbo. Chicken wings, gizzards, yeah. um, crab legs. So. They try to imitate our gumbo, they but they, they, so, they put tomato paste. Tomato paste do not go with gumbo. Like so as far as music goes, who do y'all feel represents New Orleans? Big Frida. Everybody's taken from our bounce culture now. Stuff that we've been doing yeah, for years. Russia. Just like the mixture of music. So we will take a slow song. Beyonce we, got a bounce on us. Listen, Ashton, That's stop cutting people off. We will actually take a slow song and we will put, put a, it put to a, a bounce, bounce beat. beat to make us dance faster. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I heard Adele when we was on the way yes, to the Yes, yeah. yeah. Rolling in the beat. Yeah. We heard Rolling Adele over um, a beat. A bounce beat. The hell, what's her most? Not the. It was hello. Hello. Was hello. Yes. Hello, yes. So that's that's New Orleans culture. My favorite is best. I, now I see a lot of people adapt, trying to adapt it. They still haven't got it yet, but they're catching on. And we've been doing this for what the last. Dude, two years. Are they you know DJs? Are they like DJs or who makes? No, it's bounce. They call them bounce artists. DJs bounce make them. Artists. Yeah, but the DJ makes the music. They mix the music with the slow yeah. beats. So if you see us in the club, the ass shaking. It, it wasn't from here, but we do it the best. But the girls are yeah, the bay. Like when somebody rapped no, it's, it's actually from Africa. We have adopted, they call it twerking. You don't call it twerking? P-popping. P-popping, ass-shaking. In California, it's twerking. Yeah, it's twerking. But down here, it was P-popping because you actually bend your back. And your butt and your vagina and you would pee pop. You know how to no do it. Problem. Yeah. That's so she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, you be your back and then what? You shake. You put your vagina. It's the same so thing. So so like, so like, so so like, so like, so like, so like, so let me play the song. You can't play the damn song. I gotta, I'm gonna get charged for the motherfucking record. No, copyright. I can't. First of all, they'll never get copyright. We don't deal. We don't put bounce songs on the artist. My question for y'all is, like, how do you feel when somebody like Beyonce takes a record and they make it add bounce to it? Do you feel some type of way because it's Beyonce or... No. You know what I'm saying? No, the only thing that I want to, I, I want them to do is give the artist recognition. That's it. So like Drake did, Drake did um, with Big Frida. for what? And he did put New Orleans because he he captivated our beat in his song. So he did um, for what? Nice for what? Nice for what? So he did put Big Frida. He got a DJ that is from here and he pro helped produce it. So just give us. Our credit because yeah. New Orleans did. There, the there you go. There you go. Alright. So V, Cali. Cali life. What is that like? Wait, what part of Cali? Southern California. 
Go ahead and announce. Go ahead and announce that motherfucking city. And tell and tell and tell everybody how you felt about Anderson Pack first album being named Malibu. Is from Oxnard and his first album was Malibu, which is like right next door to Oxnard, but it's the white people, the upper end. So when like I like Calabasas, yeah, mm-hmm. I love oh, that. So when I found out he was out and his first album was Malibu, I was mad. Yeah, you were because you're not Oxnard. from there. Yeah, you're from Oxnard. You went to Oxnard High School. Why are you naming your album Al- Malibu? Yeah. We're not from Malibu. We're right. way different than Malibu. But yeah. You hung out in Malibu? Yes, I hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of celebrities. Everybody from, I know you probably hit a celebrity. but you see celebrities in Malibu? In Malibu? No, but yeah, I, have, I do see. Yeah, can I ask a question now? Go ahead, ask the question now. You on Tracy's you on Tracy's podcast. Oh, no, no, you go no, ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Seriously. So, can you tell me about a notable celebrity encounter that you had in <laughs> LA. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. He made out. Oh! <laughs> oh my goodness! Transformer boy! He's short. Is he nice? He's nice. Yes, very nice. Very Is nice. it what they portray him to be on TV now? Crazy and no. Just, himself. Himself. Just do it. <laughs> yes. There you go. Oh That's dope. He had an um, he had an art show where he was the art. So he you go in the room by yourself and he's sitting there and he doesn't talk and um, you go in there by yourself and whatever happens happens. He goes off of your energy. So like as I'm in line, I was in line for like. Wow, hours. What? Yeah. You and waited to I be a part of an art show? <laughs> yes. I love art, so I wanted to do it. I wasn't a Shia LaBeouf fan. I'm not even a Shia LaBeouf fan. I don't think he's that great of an actor. But anyways, um, I went. Okay, myself. that was a big. <laughs> and I went, and um, um, people that were coming out before me were like, he was mad, he was crying. Like, everyone just had like a so he went off of the vibe, yeah. like the energy that's, that he yeah, got that's from them. the art of it. So I get in there, and I'm just like kind of absorbing the moment. Like I just stand there, I'm like looking at him, and he's just sitting there. That's it. Like he's just sitting at a table, and then there's a chair across from him. So I'm standing in the room, and I'm just like looking around, and I'm like looking at him, and like he's not doing anything. So I sit down, and I start talking to him, and I'm just telling him like where I'm from, and like and then I'm like can I play some music he's like yeah so I put on the doors and then for some reason we start dancing so we get up and we're like dancing around the room I'm playing the doors on my phone and then um, yeah we take some I take some pictures of it and stuff and then um, I'm like okay I gotta go and like we hug and it was like this super intense hug and he, you can just tell he was like really happy and um, then I go like this, like I point at my cheek because I want him to kiss me on the cheek. And then he goes for my lips and so we like start kissing. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I gotta go, like I gotta go. And then like we hug again and we kiss again. And then I'm like, all right, like I gotta go. Like there's people out there waiting. Cause people would take like hours in there. Like hours. Yeah, cause he's feeding off your energy. Yeah, so like you can, thing. like you can stay in there as long as you want. Like whatever happens, oh, happens. Geez. That shit sound like Flavor Flav. <laughs> My experience was like 10 minutes. Like, I was thinking about the people out there. Like, we, I became oh, like, you, the people okay. in line with me, like, we became a family. Like, we were like, okay, we, we gotta go in there. Like, we're trying to get as many people in there. Like, we're all here at 2 a.m. in line. Like, we gotta have each other's back. Some people were like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm gonna do what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this my whole life. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. You would have felt my energy with it all. <laughs> Like Ella, you like Cali better than the South? 
Yeah. Oh, we got to get you back for the real oh, body. Oh, you're coming back. Yeah, so ready. Coming back. And when it's open and pouring. Yeah. So my, my best it's friend has bad, right? boyfriend from Baton Rouge, born and raised. He lives now in Cali with her. Um, but he has exposed me to like orders the crawfish from here and she have it shipped okay there, um, boudin, like, yeah boudin. Well, I gotta get y'all some food. he has like crawfish boudin. foils for us yeah like, oh, the boudin is good yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go like take me take me yeah. this is another part of New Orleans too that you didn't mention Mardi Gras you know people are fascinated with Mardi Gras when they not from here they asking about it we was out there for a wedding yeah. on Mardi Gras oh yeah I'm talking about yeah. like and we got a grenade on Bourbon Street. I'm talking oh. about fucked up. I'm yeah. talking about fucked up. Your mother brought Wait, tell them about your first experience that you can actually take alcohol out of a bar. Oh, let me talk about it then. So, my man, my man Pam picked me up from the airport. I'm, coming, I'm living in my, I'm living in Homestead at the time. And, uh, or, or was it Homestead? Yeah, I was in Homestead. And he picked me up from the airport. We're here for uh, one of our partner's weddings from the Air Force. And he um, take me across that long ass bridge. It's like fucking thirty minutes long. It's about Causeway. Lake. Oh. What's, it? What's, it, what's it called? Causeway. Okay, I thought it was Lake whatever something. No, it's a Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, that's what he said. Causeway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So fucking Causeway Bridge. I'm on that bitch. We on the phone with our uh, our uh, our best friend uh, Bird. Shout out to Bird, man. You know what I'm saying? We was riding on that fucking bridge just talking. And then we end up coming back. But before we go back to like go across the bridge and go to Bourbon, um, we they they're like, hey, we're gonna go to New Orleans, uh, like New Orleans Daiquiri. So I'm just I ain't thinking nothing of it. These motherfuckers pull out cups. We in the drive-thru. The dad, I said, I said, what the fuck you doing? I said, what's going on right now? Are you telling me that they're pulling out, they give out daiquiris in the drive-thru? Minnie would do this shit. She want to make her point. She would make her point on the fucking podcast. But what happened? They pull out daiquiris? So we go to the drive-thru. I see... I see they're giving that they're giving a, it's like a gallon. I just saw like a milk jug of fucking slush, what I call it. Yeah. So here we are, like at the yeah, at the drive-thru, and I see um a milk jug and it's got daiquiri <laughs> shit in it. I'm like, so as, as for drinking and driving, we're giving out alcohol in a drive in a drive-thru. How in the I said this is New Orleans culture. <laughs> like what is like what is this shit? So you know what I'm saying? We drink it. Oh, I I drunk. I didn't give a fuck. Don't I was scared to have alcohol in your yeah, car. No, I wasn't driving. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm driving. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, t- I'm I got people be nervous. I be like, no. I just I was like, hold on, hold on. I said, what is this? I just couldn't believe. For me. For me, I just couldn't believe that they were giving out alcohol in a fucking drive-thru. So I'm like, all right, cool. So this is the deal. I'm not driving. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to drink whatever. So we, you know what I'm saying? We ride back to Bourbon. Walk on Bourbon. Before we even get out the parking lot, there were some rules. Wallet, nothing in your back pockets. <laughs> Everything got to go in your front pockets. In your drawers. Or whatever. <laughs> she said because niggas. That's what I'm saying. Niggas pickpocketing like crazy. Man, they are fat. They like And from that point on, I have yet to put anything in my back pocket. You remember that shit. He remember that. I ain't put shit in my back pocket since that day. I said, it makes sense, though. Like, why would I put my wallet in my back pocket when it could be in the front? So if a nigga going to, if he going to test me, he going to test me from the front. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, but we walked around, and then we ended up getting a fucking grenade. And after that grenade... You was done. Everything gone. Was <laughs> Fuck, fucking gone. You was done you know for the night. I remember us going inside a strip club and shit like that. I was giving financial advice to a fucking stripper and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's <what> I, mean. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck was going on. But it was the um. But it was an experience. It was an experience, like that first that first time being in 
But like, guess what? The, the, the beauty of it, you can buy alcohol 24 Seven. hours. Yeah. Is it a beauty? Well, it is a beauty. <laughs> you can buy it on Sundays. You can buy it on Sundays. Like Baton Rouge. So Baton Rouge is nothing but an hour away, but they don't sell any alcohol on Sundays. So if you want your alcohol, you have to get it Saturday before 6 o'clock. Because after that, it's no alcohol in the But New Orleans, you get drunk too. Uh, it's 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Okay. Uh, Mississippi is like after 10. All right. So, Pam, let me ask you this, man. Like, you in high school, you checking for uh, you checking for a broad in high school. What she look like? What what was what was the one that stood out to you? What, what, I mean, what was she wearing? What was she wearing? I'm gonna do the same thing for the ladies being from New Orleans and shit like that. I want to know. But like, what would she look like? Or what was she wearing in your mind? Like, what was he the like, one that stood out? Like, like the girl in high school, the girl in high school that stood out to you. What the hell? Is she, what was she wearing? Big booty. He do. He like light skinned women with big booty. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Big John. But I had a crush. We went to prom together. Well, we didn't. We didn't go to prom together. We met up. You ended up together. Rush. Rush it. I never told Jeff about this shit. Exclusive. No, I did not get butt. I'm not gonna lie on my channel. Exclusive. But she was bad. She was red bone. No, she was not. She was charming. So when you start liking red bones, yeah. red like bones when you see that, you start liking red bones. What's a red bone? Light skin. Apple-headed husband. At that time, I was a, I was shy, bro. So, oh, nigga, I remember. I was real. I was real. I'm not gonna lie. I was real timid at the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm older now, so I can speak. Yeah. I was timid. So she was like, she was. I'm not gonna say she was coming on to me, but she was trying to push me. So when I when I went to prime at the time, I went I went to I went to she said my cap. Nah, I'm not I have no cap in my rap. I don't say I don't say it about a fucking You know what I'm saying? So at the time I said, man, look, fuck, I'm loving myself. So I, I I went out I went to the prom by myself. But then me and her wound up linking up in the prom and we took pictures together. <laughs> Did I see that prom picture? Right. I've never seen it. All right. Okay, now show me that prom picture. I'm going to show you. All right, Tracy and Yellow. You're in high school. A guy you're checking for. What's he look like? What's he wearing? I can tell you I can tell you mine. Look at Tracy. That's how he looks like. He had an afro, but it was nappy. He had big eyes. His lips was big and they always looked like they were dripping like he was spitting or something, but it was yeah, wet. Yeah. He always wore these uniform shorts with long jones underneath it. I don't know if he was poor or not, that he could get no pads, but he wore shorts all year round. Right. With these red, these black and red Jordans every day, forever. I felt like we had, oh, and he had a uniform. Oh, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And he turned out to be your what? My husband. Hey, that's Later, the story right I, there. I, no, but he didn't know until um, I was going through a breakup and I happened to look on Facebook. I happened to look at my yearbook and saw his his picture. Okay. And I was like, and this is 20 years later, right? And you went searching for that man. And I went searching for him and I saw him and I said, hey, Rodney, you know. He was like, hello, you know, just speaking. And I said, I just got a crush on you at high school. Next thing you know, we talking on on uh, Facebook. He said, "Call me now." <laughs> and then he came, saw me the next day, and it's and history. Then six months later, I was married. So <laughs> how did you know? So let me ask you this, Teresa. How did you know that your husband was the one for you? He knew. He well, convinced damn, me he was my husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knew. He the one who said he told me he loved me the second day. How old were you then? Thirty-seven. Oh, okay. 37. I, he came. First of all, he, he messed me up. He came the next day, like, yeah, like the next day. He stayed up, he stayed. Then the second day he came, he came with a child. <laughs> and left the child at my house. Yes. That's him? Yes. <laughs> so I had to figure it out. I was like, because I, I didn't have it. I 
having children, and I, right. I never really dealt with children, so I was like, okay. How was the kid? At the time, 11. 11. Oh, okay. And he was curious about me, so he went through all my shit, <laughs> went through my whole house, went through my yearbook. He went through everything. Oh. I didn't really yeah. care, because it was nothing in the house. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, um, Brian was like, I, you gonna, you, I'm going to marry you. And then 30 days later, we moved in with each yes. other. Okay. And then, because I told him I was moving in Holly Grove, right? Uh-huh. And he was like, you ain't moving in no Holly Grove? Hell nah, I'm going to move with you. And I'm like, what? And that's how we came to be. Okay. All right. Yali, you're in high school. What's the type of, what's the type of guy that you was checking for Ooh. back then? To be honest, yeah. the school I went to, I wasn't checking for none of them. Because they were they were recyclable. Mm-hmm. What that means is all the girls mess with the same boys. Yeah. So I wasn't checking for anyone in high school, but um, I met I met my first real boyfriend at a football game. Okay. And he went to Kennedy. A different high school. Yeah, a different high school than New Orleans. He went to Kennedy, and um, that's Thaddeus' dad. Stayed together eight years after that. But he said, "What he, what he, what, he, what was it about him?" It wasn't. I never liked. I was, I was attracted to light skinned men too, but I really didn't have a preference. Yeah, I don't think I ever. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't like I wanted this particular man. I wanted that, but it just happened. And, and you just settled with yeah. a really dark skinned yeah. yeah. Later on in life, <laughs> after you know. Yeah. Cause I yeah, cause both the daddy's daddy is light skin and she got old Creole now. Yeah, yeah. Creole. So I wasn't checking for. I just want to see what the hype was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just put that dark skin. Why you attracted to dark skin men all of a sudden? Yeah, your first dark. You know, you y'all wanted me to be honest. What made me attracted to dark men? Idris Elba. That was my I first dark skin crush. Okay, I see. I used to, when he first came uh, out, screensaver for years. His voice <laughs> and his look, I was like, "Y'all not I want that man. nobody." I was like, "I want that man." Canada hit it. I did it. Niggas stingy, yo. You must have hit once and keep moving. Niggas is stingy. So yeah. So y'all can blame me. So yeah, I'm What's the story? Yeah, we Wait. heard your story. I heard you heard my story. What's your word? What's your word? That Pab, Pab stalked me for two and a half years. All right, there we go. Now, that's the recorded version right he, there, Pab. He knew me even before I knew he existed. How did he know you? Through our friend Winnie. So Winnie told you about her? Yeah, yes, because yeah, I was yeah, single yeah. for eight years. Okay. So every time me and Winnie had an encounter, he would say, he would cuss, bitch, I'm going to find you a husband. So, Winnie is your friend? Yeah, yeah. they work yeah, together. Cool. So, okay. Winnie will go, he's always say, I'm going to find you a railroad boyfriend. So, he will always go to his job and show people pictures of me. <laughs> like, Winnie was actually auctioning me <laughs> off at his job. I'm like, cold. <laughs> there he go with the cold. Boy, that thing cold. <laughs> I told you. He was like, ain't no way she could be single. I said, ain't no way she's single. Hey. I ain't gonna lie. What you say? What you say to me that night in the fucking club? That night? It's a, hey, hey, bro. That, 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 whole, that whole cold right there, bro. I said, you get a number? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> he was too class. excited, Ty. He forgot to get out. Yo, some class ass shit right here. Talking about, I know where they went. Where they go? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> oh, jerk. <laughs> so, for my young bros, what's dating like right now? How you feel about the about girls right now as far as how they carry themselves? I don't know. I ain't really much like to expand on. Girls don't, girls don't, they don't, they don't express themselves to dudes, they do that amongst each other. Okay. So you'll never really know the girl. Like, so if you was trying to rap to a girl, would you do it more in person or is this more like an online thing? Can't really feel no vibe on the phone. You like person, but, but you do hang on the I like being in person, yeah. I like being in person, I'm to somebody. Okay. Yeah. Just can't feel no vibe on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I hate the phones. But is the majority like of your age online? 
basically. But don't y'all FaceTime more? Did y'all call that in person? I don't. Oh. I don't either. Kind of could, but I don't. I mean, it's still technically like, but it's not in person. Like, you can see each other, but it's still not in person. Yeah. So it's like, you don't, you don't get that same. Energy, huh? So let me ask you this: What do you feel like is your biggest issue with uh, women today? Because you, because you're, because you're a new brood. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Young, young brothers. To me, what's the biggest issue you got? No, every girl want an image like you gotta have a dude like money. Because oh, that's, that's all you see now. Hypergamy. That's all you see now. You see rappers. Hypergamy. It's always been that way though. Yeah, but it's even worse. You gotta understand. You gotta. Yeah, I'm gonna educate you on this, man. Like you gotta understand. Oh, since from the beginning of time, it's always been about hypergamy, and hypergamy is basically is this my best option? Every woman from the beginning of time has always asked, so said, "Is this my like best option?" I'm not gonna say a business transaction. What I'm saying, you gotta understand, it's about survival. Because you gotta think. We still got the same brains we had as when we were but in the Partners always do that, period. You still gonna evaluate your partner to see if you could do this for a lifetime. Yeah. Even the initial yeah. encounter. I'm not you do that. I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is that this is how I'm educating my young bros that women operate off of is this my best option? So That's if you true. if you're working on being your best you, you'll never have to worry about women. You know what I'm saying? A lot of young guys, I was one of them, would just worry about chasing women. I wouldn't worry about building myself up. I just want to go after whatever she wants, I'm gonna do it. But I can't be that if I'm not working on myself. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about it's about being successful. Everybody's attracted to success. I don't give a fuck who you are. You know what I'm saying? Is Wayne attractive without success? No. 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 Just saying. Yeah, he's even attractive with the he, he was cute when he was younger. So yeah, forget we're New Orleans. What I'm, so what I'm saying is, so what I'm saying is like, so, like being successful makes you very attractive. You know what I mean? But a lot of young guys they they get held up chasing women, thinking that that's what they want. You don't negotiate genuine desire. However, a woman feel for you is how she feel for you. I don't give a fuck what you try to do. Like, I'm gonna tell you that. Just save, I'm gonna save you guys time. Like trying to think, oh, you know what? If I go out and I get this, then I'll be able to get her. No, if she don't want you, she don't fucking want you. Yeah. So it's like, all you have to do is just work on being you, a better you. You know what I'm saying? Don't get mad, get better. Yeah. That's it. I've seen, Real I've shit. seen um, interviews where someone asked women, like, what's the age limit you would date someone that's broke? I promise you. If he got money, it's unlimited. There you go. Because it's about survival. You gotta understand. Like they want to talk about gold diggers. So are women wrong for that? No. Because it's about it's about fucking survival. If it came down, you gotta think about. I'm thinking about a family. If I'm a woman, like again, women think about their kids first. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who is gonna put me in the best position for me to provide for my children? Survival-wise, you can't knock a woman for that and be like, "Oh no, she a gold digger." You're looking at it from a beta mindset, but if you understand that from an alpha mindset and just about survival, I w- who better to to like provide for a family than that who has money? You know what I'm saying? Because it's about survival. It's not about oh she oh you know she just a gold digger. She she only with me for the money. What? Well, this is the deal. You gotta understand that we love differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, men love, um, what do you say, realistically, men and women love opportunistically, unfortunately. Because it's like, I could be with you, but if you ain't got no money, what the fuck we gonna do? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I so, get that. No, we always gotta. Growing up, people was on the surface. It was more like, do you look good? Yeah, do you, what, you know what kind of clothes you wear? Well, is think he, about that. Like, as an adult. But I'm gonna tell you this too. Women 
women expect more from a man that we are willing to give. What I mean by that is, how can you judge a man off of, you know, being a better him when you when some women are not living up to their full potential neither. Yeah, not bringing right? shit to the table. They're not bringing anything to the table. So women will bait men in because of what they have. And here you walking around and you ain't got shit. But you want a certain type of man. I want him to have this, this, this. You got a long list. Wait a second. There are men as opportunities yeah. too. But you got to think about this. Our society has... We have a female primarily social order. You know what I'm saying? You guys are like put on the fourth on the forefront yeah as in the sense that women are bo- like women are born men are made you know what I'm saying like as far as us we have to work in order to like gain your uh, like attention and affection a woman just has to be pretty I'm not saying that a woman can't do shit okay. you know what I I'm mean, saying this, yeah think about it I want you to think about it yeah. a girl starts a fucking Instagram tomorrow shows her titties Million followers. And making let millions a nigga, of dollars. Let a nigga, let a nigga, let a nigga get a, let a nigga get a fucking IG, and he show his dick. Two hundred followers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the, well, that's really what it is. That's the order. Are, um, more, how do you say? Visual. Yeah, they. Well, one we're, yeah, we're visual, visual, but what I'm saying is, what else can I mean, they do? It's you also have to understand that women are the gateway for sex men are the gateway for relationships you understand what I'm saying like in order to be in a relationship you gotta find a guy that's willing to do it in order to get sex you gotta find a woman that's willing to fuck you you know what I mean that's their whole concept. So if we can figure out how to work together, together yes. then we can get some shit done. So you know what men mean? want unlimited, want sex available. That's why they uh, go get partners because they want it available when they want it. Well, that was back in the day, though. Yeah, that was back in but, the day. But, but, there was a point in time where the only way men could get sex was to get married. You look at back in the '50s. You look at Long before that, like I can't yeah. get sex. Like you look at, um, like the geisha back again, Japanese shit. People, like geishas yeah. used to used to have to write letters and all this shit to like try to talk to like the Japanese women. And in order to get to the Japanese women, you had to talk to the maid. The maid was the like the the middle person between you and the girl you're trying to talk to. So I had to pretty much show pull all the stops just to get some pussy. <laughs> now there's a, now here we are in a day and. We're in a different frame, a different time frame, where if you, as far as like talking to women, you can get, you can get pussy yeah. that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without having to get go through that right. Because the boundaries have now been relinquished because women have been, uh, women today love sex just as much as men, but if not more. men get married for sex? Availability? Some do, yeah. Really. I believe some men do. I think it's majority of men that get married. I believe men do get married for sex. Because they feel that's the only way they know But I'm going to say this. In relationships, it, in the beginning, it's good. You may have sex six times a day. So what happens when you're in that marriage for a couple of years and it starts fizzling out? And men say that's what causes them to cheat on their spouse. Why no? I, lo- I love how you went with men causes them to cheat on their spouse like women. No, I'm saying women causes What is the deal? This the men to cheat on it because they're not putting out. Well, this is the it. deal about the fire, okay? Us as men, we have to maintain a frame. If we don't maintain our masculine frame, you guys get turned the fuck off. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, speak. This is the deal. Like real <laughs> shit. Cause a lot of men get comfortable in relationships. You get comfortable in relationships. Exactly. But at the same time, slow up. women allow this. Whatever you don't change, you allow. Oh, I'm allowed. You understand? You have to whatever you you know what I'm saying? You have to. You have listen, everybody gotta hold their boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to push each other to be better. That's really what There you go. So, and that's my point. It's all, it's a, it's and I'm going to be honest with you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's I talk a, about my relationship. It's a, it's a fucking balance right. to act, bro, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Because, okay, if you start off doing something, like most men say, bro, look, you start off doing something, you can't just fucking head off. 
Get your head on, I'm out of here. I'm gonna t- listen, I'm gonna educate my young bros, and I'm gonna educate all men that are listening to this podcast. This is the deal. Every woman wants somebody that makes them feel desired. Right. You understand what I'm saying? They also want that security. There's two things. If you this prime example, the TV show Sex Life. I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix. No, everybody so talk good. about it. Watch it. So all right, so this is the deal. So she had, she had the best life. You can think of, you know what I'm saying? She got two kids, beautiful house, big ass house. Got a husband has a great, great uh, job and all that other shit. One thing she's missing, being desired. You know what I'm saying? So what she think about is the last time she felt fucking desired, and that was by the alpha that she was fucking in her party years. The hard part is that most women, the guy that you're fucking in your party years, is not the guy that you're marrying when it's time to break down. So what we have to figure out is how we can maintain being the party guy on the marriage level. You know what I'm saying? But most cases, you don't get both. You either get one or the other. And there are a lot of women that marry guys that's probably like the party guy, so he cheats around on them, and he's not really the greatest father figure. Then you have the guy that's probably the greatest father figure, but he can't satisfy you sexually. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's just going back and forth. But we have to figure out how to keep that frame. If we can maintain our frame and then also take care of our children, at the same time, relationships are fine. But until then, you're going to have that one or the other shit. And that's the biggest confusion that you got. I'm not able to speak on, I'm not a woman, I don't know what it's like being that shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's routine. It gets boring yeah. because of routine. And we talk about this all the time because we in relationships, right? So me and Ashton will talk, you know, but like you just said, a woman wants security mm-hmm. and she wants that man to be the alpha. I don't want to make the decisions by myself because nope. if I have to make them, I could have stayed by myself. Exactly. So at some point, I need you to step up. Yep. So don't look at it as me putting you down. No, I want, I'm going to encourage you. I want you Let to be the best you. That's one of because he don't. Yeah, he don't. I am, look, no, it's not that if I don't push system. him, it would never get done. Yeah, and I'm I try the, to I'm tell him that, like, in a relationship, it's just like, like whatever. He don't like to be rushed. Yeah, yeah it's I, like whatever. Listen, go ahead, Pat. I'm let you talk. So, me, her thing is, she is the person that's the, the loud. <laughs> Oh, let me know on the podcast, Yelly and Ashton are together. Continue. Yelly and Pam. I mean, Pam. Yeah, I'm going to give it. I'm going to talk from my perspective. Okay. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Okay. She's a loud motherfucker. Say it loud. She's a loud motherfucker. Loud. The loud motherfucker. She is loud. So me, I'm the fucking subtle motherfucker. And we bam. And we balance each other out because if we both loud, how we everything anything will ever get accomplished. So yeah. at the end of the day, I let her have it. So she pushed me to my fucking point. So I be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I, my thing is, bro, I was raised to be respectable to a woman and treat us a queen. Read the fucking. Unplugged you alpha. Can, uh, look, 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 look. Let me, let me talk. Go ahead. Let me talk. But it be to a point to where it's like, all right. I, look, we, 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 me and Yelly offset each other. That's why we so great together. Yes, we have our imperfections as far as the relationship or whatever, whatever. Everybody gonna have Everybody. that. Mm-hmm. So I can't be loud when it's hard for me. So at some point. Yes, I understand. at some point I can see. I'm like, I really got nothing. But then when it go to a point, sometimes I be like, you ain't got this motherfucker. You're wrong. But then by her being so loud, and our problem is sometimes she will get up on the cross. She's very vocal. Sometimes I fall back. And yes, I do have problems. Have my my fault is. She said, well, bro, you don't communicate. But no, I feel like... No communication. I don't. And that's sometimes bad. Sometimes I feel like... If I, do that's com- bad. if I do communicate, it might lead to arguments. So I just fall. But that's man. bad. Well, well, let me ask you this, Pep. Because I'm pretty sure you were brought up the same way as most men. 
you were taught not to express your, your fucking feelings anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So how can you expect somebody that's taught to not express themselves to communicate their feelings? You know what I'm saying? So what we have to get to a point is learning how to express ourselves, our feelings in a masculine way. What I'm understanding between you and Yelly right now, what she wants is for you to have that frame, you know what I'm saying? That masculine frame with that and be able to put her in her place per se. You know what I mean? Not in a disrespectful way, but just like, hey, I got this. I'm going to lead us. This is how it's going to go. There you type go. Thing. You know and what that's I'm what saying? I was just about to say. He... But that's what, but you got to understand, Yelly, this is what the fuck is taught to men yeah. across America. Yeah. Like, But what it, he was just explaining is not that, you know, is is that like the decision making because like I, I always tell him, I didn't get into a relationship to not grow, right? Understand. So, and I always tell Ashton that every living organism has growth right okay babies have to grow and they learn uh-huh. if you plant a seed you expecting that seed to grow into a plant right so if i'm going to be in a relationship 10 years from now i want to look back and see what we have accomplished not even keeping up with with the world today but just us growing as a person whether that's spiritually um materialistically you have to be able to grow okay and my thing is with Pam is he don't make decisions to lead our family now he can sit here and say I'm loud which I am because you know that's a cultural thing too that's a whole nother no, topic no that's a tumbling thing yeah, y'all but, loud I, I got I'm gonna I'm touch on that one I'm gonna let you finish but, but yeah so when it like just come, a decision making of I want him to take the lead just like with me going by a car I want you to come in there as the man. Because I don't know anything about buying a car. I, I probably had four cars in my life. Like, I don't know anything about what I'm going to hear, what I'm really looking for, what I'm here telling the man. So you as the man, like, I need you to talk to these people. I need you to step up, you know. But sometimes Ash can be a little quiet. 